welcome to the Investment Cuddle. I'm Gary, and today on the podcast, we're going to talk about renewable energy and specifically around solar energy and how you invest in that. So we've already talked about renewable energy and the technologies. And on the last podcast, we looked at some general funds on how to invest in those. But if you want to be a little bit more specific, then you can look at funds and companies that are looking at individual energy sources, technologies, that sort of thing. So what do we say about renewable energy? We said energy from a source that is not depleted when used, such as solar power, is a renewable energy. So essentially that is replenished at a higher rate than it is consumed. Sunlight, for example, is one such source and it's constantly being replenished and it's one of those sources that's plentiful and all around us. So solar energy is probably fair to say the most abundant energy source and can be harnessed even in cloudy weather. So the rate at which energy is intercepted by the Earth is about 10,000 times greater than the rate of which we can consume that energy, at least at the moment. But we'll see what the future holds. So solar technologies... We can, we can get it to deliver heat, cooling, natural lighting, electricity and fuels for a host of applications. So some of you might be familiar with the fact that you are able to use the power from the sun through solar panels. Those so, The energy from those solar panels is then used to drive electrolyzers, electrolyzers that produced hydrogen. And then hydrogen can be used, obviously, for high energy applications, transportation, and other stationary power applications as well. So interesting concept. And we'll try and look at some of those hydrogen economy options in the coming episodes. But I think the opportunity here is to think about the solar investment. And then if you want to link it into a hydrogen or a fuel cell technology or something like that, then you could look at a whole system about how you think the energy market's going to look. And you might want to stay with a little bit in fossil fuels, a bit in renewables, and a bit in technologies that are coming down the line and going to be utilised in the future. So when the solar funds are concerned, sorry, where the solar funds are concerned, I'm going to look at a few less than we did last time. There was quite a few general renewable energy funds. And, you know, we're not going to go back through those today, but I think if you look at the options there and you want to have a broad, a broader renewable portfolio, one of those is probably going to be more what you are looking for. But around the solar aspect, we're going to focus on a few closed-ended funds, so investment trusts and an ETF. Um, so we'll have a look at those now and see if there's anything in there that looks reasonable from an investment perspective. So the first one we're going to look at is Bluefield 
Solar Income Fund Limited. And the ticker on that is BSIF. It's BSIF. So Bluefield Solar Income Fund Limited. So this is a £850 million market cap fund. It's paying just under 6% as a dividend yield as, as we are today. So it's on a slight discount because remember that investment trusts can be on a premium or a discount. So it's on a 2.5% discount to net asset value. So it looks like they pay twice a year, so much more like a standard company with an interim and a final payment on the dividend. And they pay, they've got dividend cover of just over one, which is pretty consistent over the last couple of years. And they are growing that dividend, certainly over the last three years. But having said that, in 2019, they paid a bit more. So, so they have got back to the kind of peak dividend payments. We'll look at the gearing on this, as there's no gearing on this fund at the moment. So BSIF, they focus primarily on UK-based renewable energy and infrastructure assets. So they currently sit in the FTSE 250 index. So this is very UK-centric. And up in Scotland and then in the north of the UK, they're actually operating some wind turbines. So there might just be an opportunity in here to get access to wind as well as solar. So there we go. So they've got a little bit of an onshore wind capacity here, about 60 megawatts, and the solar PVs, more than 750 megawatts in operation. So they've got, and this for those of you not in the UK is not going to mean an awful lot to you, but the UK is split up into different counties. So it basically says that they have got 14% or more than 14% of their portfolio is in Wiltshire and a bit in Norfolk. Pretty flat, so they're not going to get much uh, issues with shading there for the, for the solar PV anyway. And then some in Hampshire, Oxfordshire and Kent. So that covers kind of the east side of the country and some of the south. Some down in the west Southwest in Cornwall, then further north in Lincolnshire. Where do we go? Northern Ireland is only 1.6%. And then the other counties is 12%. So not a lot in the north of the country, which I guess when you look at the, the wind of that, we said there was some in Scotland, it's pretty small. If Ireland is only 1.6%. But obviously very UK-centric, this particular fund. And some could argue, given the UK doesn't get that much sunshine, probably a slightly odd pick. But, you know, they've been, they've been established since 2009. Bluefield Partners, anyway, that is. And the renewable funds and transactions for the UK and Europe, they've been looking at more than a billion pounds worth of funds for BSIF. So they reckon they've got over 200 solar PV and wind assets in the UK and Europe. So they are agriculturally, commercially and industrially situated. They're based in London. But as we've spoken in the previous podcast, some of these fact sheets do not give you all of the information that you'd like to see. Because they've given you a map of the UK, and which includes Northern Ireland. They've turned around and said they've got assets in... 
Europe, but don't tell you where they are. But I guess if you are looking for investments in renewable technology in solar and in the UK, this might not be a bad pick. So moving swiftly on, the next fund is Foresight Solar Fund Limited. The ticker on that is FSFL. FSFL. Bit of a tongue twister for me. So Foresight Solar Fund Limited. So this is a £675 million fund paying just over a 6% dividend. As this is an investment trust, it's on 12.5% discount at the moment. I think when we looked at the other renewable funds, they all seem to be on a discount at the moment. They all seem to have had a slightly more difficult period than perhaps we might have thought. But that discount translates to no gearing. So the annual dividend history, at least, would suggest that it's a growing dividend, which is great. It would also suggest that the dividend cover is huge. So these guys look like they're sitting on a little bit of cash, which is good. So they could up the dividend if they wanted, but we've already got a 6% dividend, so it's pretty hefty already. But from the history of last year, it looks like a quarterly dividend, which again is nice, because we know we're then getting a regular payment. So what else do we know about Foresight Solar Fund Limited? So it's a Jersey-registered closed-ended investment company, so investment trust, invested in ground-mounted solar and battery storage assets in the UK and internationally. We've already talked about, so top 10 sites for installed capacity. Again, apologies for the guys that don't know the UK very well, but Shotwick in the UK and Oki in Australia, Banneton also in Australia, Sandridge, Los Lanos in Spain, apologies for the accent, Landmead, Kencott, Bournemouth, Port Farm and a couple of other places in the UK. So about 75% of his installed capacity is in the UK with the remaining in Australia and Spain. So thank you to FSFL for actually putting that on their fact sheet so we know because the previous European assets, albeit they might be small, we don't know where they are unless we dig into this. And I think what we're saying here is it should all be on the fact sheet, which is great for these guys. So they've got 800 megawatts and 53 assets in the UK, four assets and 125 megawatts in Spain, and then four assets for four assets, four assets generating 170 megawatts in Australia. So again, heavily UK biased, but a little bit of diversification there. Um, interesting that it's UK, Spain and, and Australia, but fair enough. So these guys, Foresight Group, anyway, was founded in 1984. So they've been around a little while. So they manage 350 infrastructure assets. And as we said, they focus on solar and onshore wind, bioenergy, waste, as well as renewable energy enabling projects in the fact sheet. It doesn't show you where the wind assets are. Okay, so a couple of points for Foresight in terms of their fact sheet and there may be a point off for not really breaking that out okay 
So again, Foresight, they're much more regular on the dividends and they've got better dividend cover than Bluefield. But again, mine is not to question why here. But yeah, I think more information required on that. So that was Foresight Solar Fund Limited, FSFL. And next on the list is Next Energy Solar Fund Limited. The ticker on that one is NESF. So Next Energy Solar Fund Limited. So this is a £620 million fund paying a 7% dividend. So this dividend just keeps keeps getting bigger with these different funds. It's on a 13% discount to net asset value at the moment. Gearing, so a 27% gearing on this fund. So there's one with a bit of gearing. So they obviously feel they can utilize that gearing to boost returns on the fund. And this is a quarterly dividend for next Energy Solar Fund Limited. Again, this is an investment trust. They said about 7% dividend. And they've got, again, it looks like they've got good dividend cover on that. And a growing dividend over the last five years. It's always good to see in terms of what they're up to. It tells you a little bit about the health of the company. And maybe they've got cash to increase that or certainly maintain it, which a 7% would be fantastic. So what else do we know about Next Energy Solar Fund? So let's have a snap, let's have a look at the portfolio. So they have got 85% of their invested capital in the UK, 10 nearly 11% in Italy. So 2.6% it says other international Next Power 3. Then they've got less than 1% in Spain and just over half percent in Portugal. So anyway, we've got a few percent then across what the classes, other international, and then Spain and Portugal. Both of those are less than 1%. In this instance, it looks like all of the installed capacity is solar, split across a number of companies, which we can look at by manufacturer of the module or the inverter. For those of you that are interested in that kind of technology, you can look at that. And they've got more than half of their capacity is zero to five megawatts. Then less than just less than twenty percent is six to ten megawatts, and greater than ten megawatt capacity is about twenty-three percent of the portfolio. So you can argue that small-ish installations cover more than fifty percent of the installed capacity or the assets. So again, this is UK and Europe. Doesn't cover anywhere else in the world yet. Just just a little bit of a highlight there on NESF Next Energy Solar Fund. So they have started to look at storage, energy storage. There's a storage specialist called L Power Limited, which they're working with on a 250 megawatt battery storage project in the east of England, so that's in the UK, and the company has started construction of a 50 megawatt standalone battery storage project in Fife, the Kingdom of Fife in Scotland, and signed its second international co-investment with Next Power 3. Um, so that was their other international allocations on their assets there when we looked at others. 
So that's a international solar private equity vehicle. And they've got a 13% stake in a 210 megawatt solar project currently under construction in Portugal. So they're into quite a few different bits there. They're obviously looking at the future in terms of storage because it's great producing all this energy. But what's the big issue is the sun doesn't always shine and the wind doesn't always blow. I mean, we're recording on location in North Wales today. Um, and all I can say is the sun is not shining, but the wind is definitely blowing. Um, so, yeah, we can we, we are... The epitome of the, well, if you've got solar panels today, you're not going to be generating a whole lot compared to if you ran a wind turbine. Assuming you could run it today because it might be too windy. Um, so that was Next Energy Solar Fund. Again, that's UK with a little bit of Europe. So I appreciate that the last three have all really been very Europe-focused, or certainly Europe when we include the UK in Europe. And so let's turn our attention to the US. So US Solar Fund PLC. USFP is the ticker on that. Just be aware with this one, it is currently under a bid situation, which means that you may not be able to trade depending on who your broker is in this particular fund. So this is an investment trust. Again, this is an investment trust. As I say, it's under a bid situation I don't have any more information on it than that. This has been under a bit situation for quite some time now. But this is a £260 million investment trust, paying a 7%, just over 7% dividend. At the moment, it's on a 16% discount. No gearing on this, but does pay that dividend quarterly. What do we know about the dividend? Well, they've got dividend cover, certainly for last year, at a reasonable level, it upped its dividend, but not not in any uh, steady amount. It's gone two percent, and then six percent, and now is obviously paying nearly near seven. So, what else do we know about the U.S. Solar Fund? So, U.S. Solar Fund portfolio—they are split between four states at the moment. Um, one on the east coast in North Carolina, 168 megawatts of capacity over there. And then on the west coast, uh, I guess slightly further inland there, we've got Oregon on the west coast of America with 140 megawatts of capacity. Utah operating with 128 megawatts. And then California with three units operating 107 megawatts of capacity so very u.s centric in that sense um but again you can get this fund in dollars or in pounds so the ticker on the dollar version is usf and the pounds uk pounds at its version is the usfp obviously domiciled in in the uk Hence why there's that option. So albeit a, a, a UK or a London Stock Exchange listing, very much American-centric, uh, US-based. But wow. So the, so the fact sheet here, we know about the locations. We can see a list here of all of the installed capacity. 
and into the actual locations themselves. So if you want to own a bit of solar in Jersey, in North Carolina, you can do that. So that's US Solar Fund PLC. Okay, so last but by no means least on our list, we thought we'd go and look at an exchange-traded fund. So this is Invesco Markets 2 Solar Energy. So that's UCITS ETF. Ticker on that is RAYS. I kid you not. R-A-Y-S. RAYS. So that one tickles me, but there we go. Small things, please. Small ones, they say, don't they? So what do we know about RAYS? So RAYS is, as we say, it's an, an exchange-traded fund. So this is a $93 million pound, sorry, $93 million fund domiciled in Ireland. Number, number of holdings is 44. So we'll look at this slightly differently to an, uh, an investment trust, as you know. So we won't look at this in terms of discounts or this kind of stuff, but we would expect the charges on this to be less. Charges, ongoing management charge is 0.69%. So if we compared that to, let's say, US Solar Fund, because that would be the investment trust versus the ETF. So the average charge, annual charge on that is 1.43%. So more than double on the investment trust. But that's not surprising. We would expect that, wouldn't we? On that kind of fund, ETFs should be cheaper. And this one is. Right, so let's have a look at where they invest from a geographic location point of view. So you've got 48% is in the US, 20%, just over 21% is in China, 6% Spain, 4% Germany, 3.5% Taiwan, 3% Israel, South Korea, Switzerland, Canada, and others making up 5%. So in terms of geographic location, nearly half of that fund is in the US. Let's be generous here and say China's 21, Taiwan's 3.5, but in South Korea as well. So just under 30% is Asia. And the remaining, remaining apart from 3% in Israel and a couple of percent in Canada and North America. So the rest is Europe from what we can tell. And then sector allocation, they're basically saying that 54% of that is information technology, 20% industrials, 20% utilities, 2.5% materials, and the rest is financials. So how does that translate into those 44 holdings we talked about? Certainly in terms of the main holdings. First, Solar Inc. It's nearly 12% of the portfolio. Solar Edge Technologies Inc. is another 10%. Enphase Energy Inc. is another 7%. And so some of those larger holdings there are obviously US-based. So hence that's why it takes up. 50% of the overall holdings in this ETF. So for the ETF, Invesco Solar Energy, they use the MAC Global Solar Energy Index as their yardstick, if you like. 
Well, certainly there. Yeah, so it's against that index, which certainly from inception, which this ETF is relatively new. It was launched in August 2021, and since then it's pretty much tracked the solar index, which is not a major surprise, but it's outperformed that index. And when we say outperformance, it's below its price at launch so it's lost less than the index the index has lost 16 percent and this fund's lost 12 so if you consider that as a positive you can consider that as a positive but so let's have a look at those funds then we've we've, we've reviewed five funds there from blue solar foresight solar Next Energy Solar, US Solar Fund, and the Solar Energy ETF. So let's just, for fun, look at how these have done. So as you know, when we talked about doing some podcasts around renewable energy, around the beginning of the year, I started tracking these funds. So... Blue Solar, for example, is up 2.3% from that period. So that's a positive. It's in the green. A Foresight Solar Fund, that was FSFL against the point at which it was at around about the beginning of the year. That's down almost 6%. So that's 8%. Worse off than BSIF, the Blue Solar Fund. So next Energy Solar Fund, which is the next one we looked at, that's down 11% over that same period. So that one's certainly performing worse than the other two. US Solar Fund PLC, the one we said was under a bid situation at the moment, is down 16.5% over the same period. So how is our ETF doing then? That's down 7, almost 7.5%. So had you invested your money in any of those, bar Blue Solar Income Fund, which we said was a, I think that was the one that was UK-based, we would have lost money, which we don't like. So Bluefield wins, <laughs> if this was a competition, which it is not really. This is a review of what we would like to invest in. And if we want to invest in some things in the US regard to solar, uh, both solar funds in the ETF and US solar fund are both down for the year. So like we said, that's just a little bit for fun, really, just to give us some sort of yardstick of where we are over that period. Okay. So I think if you were looking for a fund to invest in or an ETF, certainly an investment trust or an ETF around solar. There's at least five to choose from. We picked those five because they seem to be the most talked about, whether you're reading your Money Week, Investors Chronicle or whatever other publications you look at on a weekly or monthly basis. But I think in terms of that energy transition, would you want to be owning solar on its own in a, in, a, in, in, a, in a fund? 
Possibly, yes. As we said at the beginning of the podcast, you look around and think, well, if I want to have an energy system in terms of an investment strategy, and that's not really what we've talked about previously, but we have already talked about the technologies, and they are linked, and they are all part of a broader portfolio of energy generation, of which we will need most of those in the mix. I don't think there's anything that we've talked about so far across this series of podcasts that you would exclude. Even nuclear, I'm not a fan of nuclear, but nuclear's there and there is a justification for it in that energy mix as a base load. Whether that's renewable or not is a debatable point and that's not something I'm going to cover here. But the energy mix is important as we transition to more renewable energy and hopefully zero emission energy in the future, whatever that looks like. So that's a a review of a few of the solar funds. Again, I'll put the links to those funds in the show notes so you don't have to scrabble around looking for those particular funds. I'll put the links into their company websites in the show notes. And if you've got any questions, comments, and things that we are covering that you rather we didn't or things that we're not covering that you'd rather we did, then please let us know, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. program has been presented for information and educational purposes only. None of the information or content of the program is to be taken as an offer, opinion or recommendation by the program's hosts or guests to buy or sell securities, nor is it intended to provide legal, tax, accounting, commercial or financial advice. Opinions and comments are based on information from sources believed to be reliable. All investing involves risk as prices go up or down based on a number of factors. Always consider consulting a financial professional before investing.